Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For podcasting. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, ask about the Friday KXNO lunch special. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in just after 10 o'clock on a Friday. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours. Thanks for spending some of your morning here with us. The BMW of Des Moines guest list, uh, bottom of the hour. We'll check in on the Hawkeyes with Tom Cakert. 11.05, we'll go to Vegas with our friend Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. He'll kick off hour number two, Dave Sprow on Iowa State. Uh, their football practices continue, although today's was postponed. Uh, outdoor practice at Gilbert. They're going to do that next week. Uh, but we'll catch up with Dave Sprow, find out what's going on. I'm guessing the Twins will be part of the conversation as my partner, TC, and mm-hmm. I guessed at that time, Dave Sproul, both hardcore Twinkies fans. Will they open today? I know they're scheduled to. They're going to try. 3 o'clock? Is that what it is? 3-10 first pitch with the Mariners in town and scheduled for 3. Of course, started it's supposed to start yesterday, but pushed back and it's Minnesota weather in April. Yeah. It's, well, it can't be any better than this here, right? Right. Going to be a chilly one out there for opening day if they're able to get it in. Hadn't seen anything in the forecast, though, if they're getting any snow or sleet or rain, whatever it may be. But fingers crossed. Get baseball season going here and off and running as I'm going to run down Sean Roberts this year. He's given me 10. Oh, you did bet. We did the bet again this year. He's given me 10 games. 10 games? Trent, that's stealing. Did you wear a mask when you went to me? No, no, no. 91 and a half. That's the White Sox number. Twins is 81 and a half. 10 games is what Vegas says that it is. (laughs) We're going to go with that. You're, you've got a 10-game lead. On I'm, I'm up 10 right now. And, and so what's the bet? Is it's it $20. Per, is it per game? No, we didn't do it per game. Last year, I got clubbed in that. So for people that missed it a year ago, I was very confident in the Twins. And when that happens... I think everybody it, was, or most people were. It falls on their face. So we bet $20. Who wins the division? Simple. Mm-hmm. And yep. they were both about even odds at the time. He was confident as White Sox. I was confident in the Twins. So 20 bucks. But then every game that you finish ahead of the team in the standings, yeah. it was a $5 kicker. They won it by 20 games. That added up very quickly. That's kind of like a points bet. Remember, that's how they started doing business. I'm I'm guessing they still do, or maybe they went away from that model. No, they still have it. They they still have it. I'm not sure that... I mean, have you played that? I have, and it's... You like it? Based on points? Because I've gotten club doing it. Right. I'm with you. There was an... It's hard enough to beat the game. I think there was an Iowa State game I was really confident in, and I did that, and they ended up getting beat pretty handily. And all of a sudden it was uh, from laying my 10 bucks at a game, and all yeah. of a sudden I won 55. Yeah. That's how quickly it can add up. Different way of doing it. Kind of mm-hmm. fun. 
something a little bit different. I've done it every once in a while for a bowl game or an NCAA tournament game. If you really feel confident about something and maybe the money line's not talking to you, I guess just a different way of betting. Well, um, good. We'll follow that along. You and Robert's mano a mano, your twins, his White Sox. And they both open today, right? The White yes. Sox can try and open today uh, as well. Masters is underway, the second round. Uh, the weather, if you uh, have a guy that's out on the course now, um, I think you're, well, we'll see, right? The, the, the winds are start to gust at 20 miles an hour this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So Much like yesterday. Right. So what what is that going to do to the guys that uh, get the later uh, tea time? Your thoughts overall on the Masters uh, first round yesterday? Absolutely loved it. It was great, wasn't it? Even better than I anticipated. I did the Tiger group just following him the whole time. Even as the TV coverage was starting at 2 o'clock, I just stayed with that and just watched it on the iPad because I couldn't keep my eyes away from Tiger. I knew they were going to follow him for every shot, but I didn't care. (laughs) I just wanted... All Tiger, all the time. And then as he was wrapping up, then I went over the TV coverage. But it was... How about the fist pup on 16? Oh, so exciting. Yeah. I'm just absolutely fired up for it. Trent's 508 days since he's played a competitive round of golf. Unthinkable. Yeah, and his return is not some tournament you don't know. Right. His return is the Masters. This is not the Valsmer. <laughs> right. We're with an, with an up-and-down walk. What did Heather tell me yesterday? I was surprised at this. The, the, the course is six miles? Is that walking? What it is? Yeah. So he's going to walk 24 miles, assuming he makes it. Uh, I'd never heard it laid out that way before. But um, a lot know, of ice up and down. What he said afterwards. Is what, that what he said? Yeah. They said, well, what, did, what's you your s- routine going to be? And he just yeah. said a lot of ice. Yeah, I have to. Did you see him on one of the holes? It's like he was using his driver as a walking stick, yeah. walking up one of the fairways. Um, yeah, it's just great to see him play. Whether you like him or whether you don't, he's... Golf. <laughs> yes. He's golf. I don't know any other way to put it. Opening day yesterday in Major League Baseball, three of the regional teams. Well, I guess the Brewers couldn't win because the Cubs did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching the Cubs and Hendricks was terrific. Um, After being awful during the spring. Yeah. Isn't that something the way it works, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just crazy. Nico Horner hadn't hit a home run since 2000. What was it? 19? 2019. And that was not just major leagues, also in the minor leagues. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Read that this morning, and there he was. And that is the embodiment of baseball, right? It's great. It's one of those things. Mm -hmm. Jason Hayward actually had a couple of hits, which was remarkable in and of itself in that baseball. Sell high. Sell high. Anybody want him? Yeah. The answer is no, no, in all, in all likelihood. But uh, and and I get it. It's the weather. It was awful there yesterday. But man, it's awful in a lot of cities. We're talking about Wrigley Field and the Cubs. Trent, it was half full. It was half full. Maybe would you set out in that? Well, when I was younger, I mean, yes, probably. Um, not not now, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's opening day. Even if you show up for a couple of innings and you, you go, what's the the bars on uh, by right field, whatever it is out there, that Murphy's? street. Well, there's a whole there's there's the ones sluggers. Maybe I don't yeah. know which one. There's a whole bunch. That's of is that the one with the batting cage? Get in there after that. a couple of beers. And, yeah, that's a good idea, right? Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it always ends poorly. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm assuming it does. Cardinals run believable. I still think it's a farewell tour. I think that, that that's a season-long buck 62 for these three old gray beards. But, man, that Wainwright was unbelievable yesterday. Tyler good O'Neill, God. too, of the young guys. Yeah, boy, oh, boy. He's built like a brick, you know what, isn't he? He had 13 home runs in the final month of the season. I didn't realize that. I remember he was good down the stretch, but not that uh-huh. good. 
He has a chance to be a building block. You're looking for a dark horse MVP type guy. Literally a building block. He's built yes. like one. He is a monster oh, out there. Great his dad defensively. was Mr. Canada. Remember that story from last year? I didn't. Yeah, his dad was, um, I mean, I don't remember him, but apparently. I, he, he didn't have his poster on your wall? Yeah, no. <laughs> apparently he was Mr. Canada in bodybuilding. Wow. I don't know what that means, yeah. right? Kind well, of. got some genetics there and some good blood. Well, that's lines. what it means, right? Yeah. That's exactly what it means. So good for the Cardinals. And then I just happened to be watching the Royals at the perfect time. Eighth inning, Bobby Witt, it's 1-1, bottom of eight. There's two out. There's a runner on second base for the Royals, and up steps the phenom. They gave him a single unless they changed it. It's a double all day long. But regardless, um, he, he he got his first hit. He drove in his first run. Uh, and the place went absolutely crazy. And they did give him a double. They that. did give him a in double because they yeah. scored it a single to begin with. Because he was standing on second base before the time the left fielder got the ball. All right. That was, I just saw the highlight come across Twitter and then watched it last night watching uh, MLB Network after the walk-off, we'll get to that here in yeah. a moment. One and of, I didn't see that one. A, a great one, but yeah. there's just something about him, the way he carries himself. And I've talked about this. Let's be in a clubhouse with Dad. That helps, absolutely. And you see that, the guys that just mm-hmm. get it. You know, we talk about that in football a lot. Mahomes, his dad right. was an NFL player, but being a Major League Baseball player, and the way those guys carry yeah, themselves. pro athlete, right. But as we get ready for next week, the Iowa Cubs will be home for their home opener. And Good, Thank God it's not this weekend. Oh, boy. Right? Jesus. I don't know if next weekend's going to be much better, but... Well, it can't be any worse, Trent. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it is chilly out there, to say the least. But when you go to those minor league games, and if you see a guy, there's just those guys that, okay... He's something. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter, even if you don't have a roster, they're just the way that there's a group of players that carry themselves differently. And, <laughs> and that's one of my favorite things to do is if you get there early and watching some of the warm-ups and just watch some of the guys from the other team that you don't know, not on the iCubs, and saying, all right, who's got a shot here? And then you get the roster or anymore. You just pull out your phone and say, oh, yeah, this guy's the number 22 prospect in baseball. That's yeah, the reason. Do they even sell programs at sporting events? Oh, yeah, there? they have they- them. Well, you don't get to, you don't get to sporting events very much anymore. No, but I mean, I certainly did a lot over you know when I was younger. And, and they th- still got them, do they? Oh yeah. I mean, that was the first. That was the first uh, vendor you would see walking mm-hmm. in the door. Programs, programs here. Got your programs. Um, get the lineup card. Yeah, the lineup card. Uh-huh. You don't need it anymore, no. right? Uh, so that watching the Cardinals was great. The, the Royals was terrific, and the Cubs were. I don't know. It's one game, right? It is one it, game. It's one game, but it was good to see them get off on the right foot. Cardinals, yes, they're playing the Pirates, but the way they just destroyed them. Pujols a standing, a loud standing ovation mm-hmm. when he stepped into the batter's box for the first time and proceeded to go over five on the day. But uh, the story, uh, you're right. The, the story was was O'Neill. But uh, just Wainwright and his dominance. He was pitched six. He struck out six. 306 times him and Yadi Molina have been the battery team Isn't together. That wild. Yeah. How much? That's got to be close to a record, right? Oh, that's a great question. I wonder what that record would be. Yogi well, and Whitey? Maybe. You know, going back in the day and also when you know pitchers were pitching right. 45, 50 times a year. And not moving around from team to yeah. team. Um, as, as but if you did recent now. history over the last yeah. two, three decades... It's definitely got to be up there, right? Yep. I listened last night to one of my favorite broadcast trios. The Mets broadcast booth is just first rate, mm-hmm. right? Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling and Gary Cohn's the play-by-play guy. It there's watching these or listening to these three. There's seldom a night that yeah, you know what? That really makes sense. You know, I've been watching baseball all my life since I can remember, and, and even. 
you know, there was a play last night with, uh, with Alonzo at first base, and it was a um, it was a pickoff play at first from the catcher, and because Alonzo catches with his left hand, he catches the ball over here. He has to turn around in order to see the runner diving back to the base. Mm-hmm. And he was originally called out, which was great, by the way. I'll get to that in a second, um, with how the umps handled it. But Hernandez says, you know, can I say something here? Well, sure, of course you can. <laughs> he says, if it's a left-handed or a right-catching first baseman, you catch the ball and you immediately go to the bag. Mm-hmm. You don't have to turn, search for the runner as he's diving back. You just apply the ball to the to the base and you're going to get him. So... I mean, that's just one of these little, you know, you may not pick up on it if you're just watching the game. So a couple of things from baseball yesterday I want to pick your brain on. Um, Did you hear an umpire after uh, after there was a challenge explain the ruling on the field? I did not. It's really, now, I don't know why I'm excited about this. It's 2022, and the NFL has been explaining their rulings for, I don't know, 15 years? 15 years. So what kept you baseball, I guess, on one hand? But they've always had microphones in the NFL calling flags. So it was a little bit easier, I'm sure. Pe- sure. Yeah. But but still, right. Why it took this long. Why it took so long. Yeah. We, we really can't give you credit for that. It's a great addition. Don't get me wrong, but where have you been? So what do they got? A stick mic they just hand to them? No, the, the, the home, I, I don't know if it's the crew chief or the home plate umpire. Now, yesterday, the crew chief, in most cases, was the home plate umpire, mm-hmm. right? Um, so he's got a little microphone that was tucked in under his gotcha. un, under his um, uh, one of his protective pads. And he pulls it out and he makes the announcement and and we move on. The other thing, piece of technology you may have seen yesterday, absolutely did, and I saw this during the Cubs Brewers game. Yes, the technology of the catcher, correct, where he's got on his wrist where he's he's got a. I don't know, some kind of little device. Mm-hmm. Is it maybe the size of a credit card? Maybe a little bit bigger? Yeah, probably something Where like you that. punch the buttons for what kind of pitch you want called, mm-hmm. and it then sends a signal to the pitcher, a little microphone and th- that he hears. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, curve ball. Yeah, curveball away or whatever. Also goes to the middle infielders and the center oh, no, fielders. No, I didn't know that. Yes. I just thought it was the pitcher. Not only that, that. would make sense. But it's also in English and Spanish. So it you, makes more sense. Yes. Yeah, so so you, you can. Um, so it will depending on who has the mm-hmm. earpiece and depending on their origin language. Mm-hmm. That's what it'll be. So they can to program them. to hear it right. in Siri can t- call can tell them in English because or? it's not just between the pitcher and catcher that sure, you're no, trying to figure point. out what's coming. Yep, where Your you position yourself. So Absolutely, that's also a piece of it too. That I, I didn't know that. Yeah, somebody had mentioned that to me uh, the other day. Oh, it's actually uh, Brian Andrew Andrew Downs' brother. Had mentioned that, yeah, that is also available in multiple languages. Brilliant, absolutely. And Burns, who's normally a pretty quick worker, he was really working quick. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. felt like yeah. the pace improved. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch nearly as much baseball as you yesterday because I was, I couldn't get away from the golf. But <laughs> what I did see, and certainly in the evening, it did feel like the pace was a little well, more see, brisk. Now I didn't notice it every pitch. I just noticed when there was a runner on second base mm-hmm. that the game I was watching. Well, it must have been the Mets and uh, and the Nationals. The thing that I that I realized though watching it, Trent, is well, you know the center field camera. That's how you're watching the pitch be delivered, yeah. right? The center field shot of the catcher flashing the signs. It's been a staple of baseball and watching baseball forever. Yeah. I kind of thought, you know what? 
I kind of miss that. <laughs> you know, just the yeah, flash yeah. and the fingers, and sometimes you put nail polish on your yeah. on, on your nails so the so the pitcher can can see whatever sp- finger you're putting down, or the differences between the fingers. Is it yes, two or three? Oh, right, that one's painted black. And if you're pointing your thumb one way, your little finger the other way, you're calling for where you want the ball. That's just part of baseball, and now that's going to be gone. So on one hand, I kind of like the technology. On the other hand, it comes with a small price. Go and uh, watch a game from even 20 years ago compared to today. You'll say anything to quicken up the game. Well, sure. And the other thing about watching stuff from 20 years ago, did it seem like TV was that bad to you? No, not at the time. Right? And now you watch it now, and it's like from the sick when I first started watching TV. When TV was first born. It didn't feel like there was an advancement in technology when no. I started watching in the 80s to right. 2005. I saw fine. You saw fine. <laughs> yeah. Everybody saw fine. Nobody bitched. And now... It's like you put on a put on a tape from I don't know the nineties. It's like going back, way back in time. It's like black and white. It's kind of like black and white. Yeah. Um, and then your kids say you you watch how sporting did events you like watch this? that, Dad. It's awful, right? No, it was fine. we didn't know better. We didn't know better. That's just it. We didn't know better. So. Uh, anyways, good stuff. So opening day baseball is great. I'm with you, Trent. The Masters was a terrific watch. Um, this kid, Cameron Smith, who had the lead. So his round yesterday, he doubles one, makes eight birdies, and then doubles 18 and settles with a four under. Just a remarkable round of golf, but the bookends that he put on his uh, opening 18. Double bogey to begin, double bogey to end. He was good. Tiger was tra- Tiger was terrific, right? He grinded so hard. He really did. Now, you bet him to miss the cut, right? I did, yeah. Not feeling great about that no. one. And I'll be gladly wrong. I'll pay. So I'm sure he will be, absolutely. I'll pay my 10 bucks to see uh-huh. Tiger over the weekend. I'll be happy <laughs> to do that if that's what it took. Maybe it was just something to fade myself on that one a little bit. Really fun to watch him, and just that course, it is... It's pristine. Immaculate. It's, it's it's unbelievable. There's not a course that does that. I understand when they go to no. some of the great courses for the U.S. Open, or mm-hmm. you go to the British, and just different, mm-hmm. and, and it's fun, but it's not that. No, because the British Open's a lovely shade of brown. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. And you got all the, the fescue yep, out there, yep. and the Nomo, and... And everything else, it's it's a different viewing experience. And Augusta, my wife's not a golf fan, but it sucks her in every year. You now, know what? My wife sat down with me and watched uh-huh. it too yesterday, and she hates sports. Yeah, same well, thing. That's too much. It's over the top. My wife loves, loves football. football. Yep. Yeah. Everything else is yeah. pretty yeah. hit or miss right. for my wife. The exact same way. Now, I think there's a guy she likes. Like, she thinks Brooks Kepka's pretty handsome, mm-hmm. even with the stupid Well, watch him hair. today because it's not going to be long around long. Adam Scott, that's another one that she's always had a crush Adam on. Adam Scott, really? Yeah. I, I think maybe it's the accent. Maybe oh, that per, does it, perhaps. too. Perhaps. Yeah, she's got some crushes, too. I think that helps. Because <laughs> kind of hard to have a crush on you know, baseball players. They got a big wad of dip in, and they're mm-hmm. grabbing their junk and doing those kind of things. Golfers, they're just nice, pristine, good guys out there. They're probably easier for the female demographic. Uh, let's get Jeff in here. He joins the program. Jeff, welcome. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Uh, I just want to give baseball a little break here let's talk some golf um you know you got the leaders out there you know a lot of our listeners probably don't know who m is or cam smith is a good golfer uh dustin great johnson mullet hell of a round uh, dustin johnson actually dustin johnson and uh, cam smith actually battled it a couple years ago uh, at the fall masters if you guys can remember that and then you know mm-hmm. you got jordan down there uh you know plus one he's one under on the day rory uh jt struggling and let's get to the main talker. So those guys are struggling. We got a guy 
named Tiger Woods that hasn't played golf in a long, long 508 time. days. We all know that, right? And he comes back. First of all, unbelievable par putt, mm-hmm. seven eight footer. I have goosebumps, right? Mm-hmm. He's struggling. You guys have talked about it, walking and whatnot. We come to sixteen, thirty five feet away, <laughs> bender. If you listen to him, he you watch Louis's ball, and he went another foot and a half to the left, right? Dead center. Crowd goes absolutely nuts. And when we talk about moving the needle on this show, Tiger Woods is the needle. Yeah. So he drains that putt. Crazy 18, another unbelievable par save. He shoots one under. And at the end of the day, he was T10 or T8, whatever it was. For him to be one under and have a chance, possibly what's going on with the weather that you guys have talked about, if he could hit a number today, God willing, on Saturday and Sunday for the ratings, Ugh. Oh my! It's it's it's. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And and we could have a huge debate about Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, um, what they've done for the sport, what they've done outside of the sport. Right now, I don't know if anyone's talked about this. Down the road, there should be a ten-part documentary about Tiger Woods, all through mm-hmm. the you know what he did, you know this, you know, with his dad to his wife grabbing the seven iron, trying to beat him up <laughs> on Thanksgiving to. You know, now, wasn't there one of those? Crash. Didn't I watch one of those? Because we, saw, I saw his dad and his dad working with the club pro, and they had a trailer, and they're both running around like crazy on their respective that, spouses. Mm-hmm. What that, was that? That was, on, that, was, that was on HBO. They HBO. had that two-part documentary. Okay, yep. yeah. And that was but good, but be your right, Jeff, really to get good. something deeper, to get something like we get with the Jordan series, where it is everything, and it is all-encompassing. And, and really, remember, that was just about one season of Jordan. Think about mm. if you do something like that about his whole career and what more can be done. You're exactly right, Jeff. That one, whenever it happens, now we also had a pandemic and we were looking for any content possible at the time that helped that out a lot. Oh, but let's time. hope that's not the case when the whenever the Tiger one happens. But you're right. You also have to have access, though. Who's going to get not, Tiger to really talk? And let's not forget about that U.S. Open with, oh. with his knee playing 18 holes against Rocco Media either. I mean, there's so many stories we could talk about PGA – against Billy Mayfair, or Billy Mayfair. I mean, there's so many stories. We can go on and on and on. But what I want to just hit home, you have all these unbelievable golfers struggling. And here's Tiger sitting there at one under just lurking. And we know if he's, on the, if he's in the hunt Saturday and Sunday, and whoever's playing with Tiger Saturday and Sunday in the hunt, mm-hmm. oh, game over. Mm-hmm. Game over. Yep. So. Jeff, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. You're right. He does get in their heads. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. Uh he he brings people to television sets. He, he really does. and truly does. Him and the Mickelson, the Mickelson and Tiger rivalry was great for the game. Great for the you chose one, right? Most chose Phil. Yeah. Well, uh, I wouldn't say that. You don't think so? No. I think you don't think it was more Phil because no. Phil was Phil, Phil pulled the wool, wool over a lot of people's eyes. He did, but I maybe it's my generation. Tiger generation. I mean, that's what it was. So many people got into golf because Oh, there's of no question what yeah. Tiger did for the game. I Maybe. Mean, look, at the, look at the purses, but I think more people were rooting for Phil to get that first Masters. Well, that could have been. I could see that, yeah. And the first major. Remember yeah. how many close calls yeah. he had at U.S. Opens? He had the one where, what was his first kid was he being He had to born? leave, yeah. 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 And, and the different things that have happened there. So, yeah, I think there was a rooting interest, but ultimately, everybody had to be... And he had an opinion one way or the other on Tiger. Mm-hmm. Where Phil, eh, whatever. There are still plenty of people that were, okay, he's another good golfer, 
but Tiger moves the needle in a way that nobody was even yeah, close. Yeah, but Tiger slapped my hand. Or, 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 I mean, Phil slapped my hand when he was walking by, or yeah. he nodded to me. And, and, and Tiger's so focused, right? That wasn't just part of him. Anyways, uh, they're underway. Dustin Johnson is making a move. He's now uh, tied for second. He's one under. They're not tearing this course up by any means today. You know who's off to a pretty good start? Bubba Watson. Really? Bubba Watson. There's an unlikable one. character. I'm with you. Um, I do not want Bubble around deep into the weekend. No, and he's he's playing well. He's he's his rounds going well. Who else is making up some ground? Uh, really, nobody other than those two. Nobody's tearing it up just yet. But Im is back on top, or remains on top. He's even for the day. He's got a bogey and a birdie on his card. Uh, Tiger goes off at what time? Do you know? Is it twelve something? Twelve forty-seven, I believe, is the time. Twelve forty-one. I'm looking at it right now. So twelve forty-one our time. Um, and I'm sure ESPN will get to that. You know what? So I, like? I know what that means. At 12:56, they're going to be sprinting out the door to get home and get set well, up. Th- this is Central Time, is it not? Yeah. So you get home and what? 12:20. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm get your feet up. You're fine. I, I'm golden. You know what? I watched yesterday a little bit. I watched the overtime and I watched some of the third period. The the Frozen Four is on this weekend. You know, you mentioned the wrestling tournament gets uh, overlooked, right? Mm-hmm. The NCAA wrestling, and it needs to be moved. What are they thinking? Holding the two semifinals yesterday on the opening day of the Masters and opening day of, of Major League Baseball. It was so bad that the, the first game, Michigan and, and the University of Denver, I get that it's hockey and it's, <laughs> it's, it's very, very niche, but they, par- they moved it. They moved it from ESPN2 to ESPNU because they had to get to baseball tonight, sure. of all things. Baseball tonight! But that's the reality of it. And these... Think of women's basketball and the way that that has grown mm-hmm. in the NCAA level. We're not talking about the WNBA. This is college women's basketball. And what a big sport is continuing to become. You look at volleyball. Those numbers continue to go through the roof. The college softball World Series mm-hmm. gets huge numbers now on ESPN. Why does college softball do so well? Because there's nothing else on. Mm-hmm. Because it is at a perfect time. And if you move college wrestling back just a month. That's all you ask. Move the women's tournament back a week. Just push everything back a week. And if we had this weekend with the women's... Oh, yes, my gosh. How much more publicity and growing yeah. the sport in, and I don't understand it. I know we have calendars, and different things happen at different times, but you got to think big picture from wrestling mm-hmm. to the Frozen Four to these things. Just push it back a little bit. We're not talking about taking a winter sport and making a summer no, sport. No, That's no, not no, what no, this no, is. No, no. Just a few weeks. And the few weeks could be a huge, huge difference. It would, it would mean a, a massive number of eyeballs coming to whatever sport it is. If you had, say, women's Final Four this week, still got basketball, but move that back a week. And then next week it's wrestling. And the week after that it's hockey. How monstrous would that be yeah. for these college sports? And how much many more eyeballs would they get? Well, let's see. Can I watch Game 11 of the Cubs or... <laughs> Well, Somebody play for a national championship. In, in, in the uh, in ESPN's case, you would have to avoid uh, the draft weekend because they that means so many of their resources are focused on the NFL draft. But I'm with you. I just I just found because it's such a hell of a game. I mean, it really was a remarkable game, and they moved the damn thing. Um, anyways, all right. Coming up, we're going to hear from Tom Caker. We're going to go to Las Vegas at 11:05. Mike Palm, CircusSports.com. I'm guessing uh, that the books had a tremendous. Uh, result to the uh, NCAA to the men's tournament uh, with the favorite winning but not covering. Uh, that would be a perfect scenario, one would think. So we'll get Mike Palm on that. Dave Sproul will join us on Iowa State. And then uh, Claxons will give four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Again, you cannot have participated in this promotion within the last month. 
If that's you, we'd love to hear from, well, we'll hear from four of you, but you're eligible uh, coming up here at about 1145. Just had a caller say that we need to take over for Mark Emmert. And you know what? I bet you and I, we could do his job, split the salary. The the newspaper Mark Emmert? Not that Mark Emmert. Oh, there's another. The head of the NCAA, though. I heard on Hawk Central earlier this week, he hopped on with Leistikow yeah. and uh, said, yeah, his mentions after the Kansas City <laughs> Jayhawks was... They ripped him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, Mark Emmert of the newspaper has the at Mark Emmert uh-huh. Twitter handle. Right. And he gets the arrows whenever... It, I mean, it's funny to watch it. it. It is. And he has fun with it. Yeah. I'm sure there are going to be times where it leads to an eye roll or you get in the mm-hmm. wrong mood and it's like, just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. But have some fun with him. That's what Mark does. Our Mark. Not the mark of the head of the NCAA. Uh, it's coming up on 1030. Tom Caker will join us next as we continue on here on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station. You're listening to Miller and Condon on 106.3. Almost said 1460. Not allowed to do that. Old habits you can, die you can. I know, but uh, we're, we're, we're transitioning. Yes. 106.3. Or jeweler for life. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, taking up until noon, Brooks Kepka now two overs. He tries to find his way to the cut line. Let's get uh, Tom Cakert in here, HawkeyeReport.com. A lot of ground to cover with Tom. He had defensive coaches availabilities this week. Tom, good to speak with you as always. How are you, Tom Cakert? I'm doing great. Good. I want to start with uh, Gary Barda, who apparently, I don't know if it was a one-on-one with the Gazette yesterday, uh, but put this little nugget out there that they will, this is the quote, probably start paying athletes uh, for good grades next year, which I know is allowed. I think Old Miss was, believe it, Old Miss of all schools, the first one to actually pay their student athletes for having good grades. That would meet every student athlete, correct, Tom? I mean, if you're going to play the football team, just 6000 yep. for good grades, you've got to pay everybody. What's the likelihood that that happens at Iowa? Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's, it's going to be more along the lines of, like, stipend, I think, that they already get. Um, so it's not going to be a ton of money, but, you know, if it's, Five grand a year? Yeah. That's nice money. Heck yeah. You know, for a college student, uh, you know, I think the big thing that's coming for Iowa, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this at all, though, is that Iowa's going to start forming a, um, a collective, which is, you know, kind of, I don't know if you saw Indiana's doing something. Uh, they announced something yesterday. They've put together basically a million dollars, and it's for primarily for basketball. So, like, a guy... And it ends up being kind of like personal service contracts. It's not like, hey, you're signed here, so you can't mention the school or anything. But um, it is just basically a personal services contract. And, and like, they're going to pay um, Race Thompson and, and Trace Jackson Davis next year uh, six figures. Really? And they'll have to do, you know, some personal appearances uh-huh. and that sort of stuff. But... That's what, you know, all these schools are doing. That's what Texas A&M, that's how they got that really good recruiting class. They started this collective, and <laughs> yeah. so Iowa's in the process of trying to figure this all out, uh, and it's obviously complicated, and it's, and it's weird because if you did these exact same things as boosters two years ago, mm-hmm. you'd, it'd have been front-page news mm-hmm. and not in a good way. Right, right. It's just a complete change in the NCAA <laughs> I'll kind of 
bit their nose to spite their face. Mm-hmm. They could have improved things. Instead, now it is the wild, wild west and yep. that money that trickled out. Here's the other so part. So next year will be the end of college sports then? Because that's no. what I kept hearing. But no, never. Well, they're going to be okay? They'll be all okay. right. Good, good. They'll find a way. Yeah. Here's the problem, though, from an athletic department perspective. So you got these collectives, people putting money in. Well, those are the people that are donating to your athletic department and building the big buildings and putting those things together. Not only that, but now this marketing money from, say, a high V that's now going to Clayton Clark, well, that means probably less money that's going into the coffers of the athletic department. This trickle-down effect, it feels like this is going to impact some athletic departments and Big Ten, SEC, they're going to be fine, but some others across the country, feels like this is going to be impactful. Am I off my rocker here, Tom? You're not, and I think it's the... The unintended consequences of, of all of this is uh, is going to be that, um, you know, and I, I talked to a couple of uh, significant donors at, at the University of Iowa, and, you know, one of them told me, he's like, hey, I'm not just not comfortable paying the players or doing the thing for the players. And, um, and he's instead going to probably just stick to doing stuff through the university. And... But there are others who, you know, are into recruiting and want to make a difference in that. But it's just it's going to be this such a wink, wink kind of thing because they're going to they're signing these players to these NIL deals. There's contracts. It's not like it's, uh, you know, just a kind of a, a handshake deal. These are professionally done contracts mm-hmm. that, that can't even mention uh, I'm going to sign with the University of Iowa or Iowa State or whoever. Fascinating uh, the the move the ground we're moving on to here with with, with all of this. How's it going to go? And ultimately, uh, will it or won't it be good for for college sports? We we shall see. Uh, Tom, let's get the, onto the field. I know you guys had an opportunity to talk to a bunch of assistants uh, and then, including the uh, uh, defensive coordinator Phil Parker this week. Uh, what were you, some of your takeaways from uh, what you heard uh, from the defensive coaches after hearing from the offensive crew last week? Well, the most interesting thing uh, was Seth Wallace saying that the uh, we're seeing different things from the passing game, and that it's challenged them. Which I, wow. you know, I the minute I tweeted that, I got an avalanche <laughs> of "Who believe it when I see it?" Right, yeah. uh, you know, it's just you knew. I knew the minute I hit I hit send on the tweet, what was going to happen, and it did. It Twitter never disappoints uh, in that front, but. Um, I just thought it was interesting, and I've talked to some people uh, that say, you, you know, and I, and I kind of go back to the Alex Padilla quote of takes you like a year and a half to really understand the Iowa offense. So um, I think maybe they've simplified some things, and just and it kind of dovetails into the Brian Ferentz comment the week before about being a facilitator, the quarterback being a facilitator, not a you know quote unquote playmaker which kind of drew the ire of some fans as well. But maybe that's what they're talking about is just kind of a delivery system to get the ball to the playmakers. Interesting from Kelvin Bell, the defensive line coach, and hearing him talk about some of the young guys, Caden Crawford, Brian Allen, in and uh, getting ready to maybe help that defensive line. But he also, uh, Aaron Graves was brought up, who still going through his senior year, finishing things up. He's not an early enrollee. Well, it said he physically looks like Tarzan and... This kid, McDonald, he was in the what, Army All-American game, big-time prospect out of a small school in Iowa. Is he going to get snaps this year, you think? I do. I think he's going to play. Um, he's just, you know, it's like it's like Kevin said, he looks like Tarzan. I mean, he just he looks the part of a big-time 
college player that's been in you know, I think Kelvin's quote was basically he looks like he's been in the program for like three or four years. Huh. So, um, you know, he he just he looks like a grown man. And um so he's he's gonna come in and have a chance to I think that's maybe part of the reason why they felt comfortable enough to move Logan Jones over to center is oh. because they knew they had Aaron Graves coming and they could plug him in and it gives them an avenue to get on the field sooner than uh, as soon as this year. Uh, the the one of the takeaways, Tom, from uh, reading you guys that were covering and, and listening to some of it was the fact that the linebackers, the the, the trio that we think are going to see on the field, uh, they're not participating for one reason or another. Uh, injuries, different ones, uh, but it's given uh, kids and um, really an opportunity that might not be there. Sure, they'd see some, but they wouldn't uh, get the uh, the spring practice to the extent that they are doing. That can't hurt, Tom, in the long run. Yeah, um, you know. Seth Wallace was kind of big into the uh, uh, baseball analogies the other day, and and I kind of termed it like those, uh, you know, Jack Campbell in particular, and I think Seth Benson probably just as as much had pretty high pitch counts last year, you know, yeah. and it's not a bad idea to just kind of give them a little extra rest this spring uh, because you know you've only got there's only so much tread on that tire and. They played, and people forget they played 14 games last year. Wow. They had the extra game with the the, the uh, conference title game, and then the bowl game. So that's a lot of football. Um, it's more than they've probably ever played. So uh, you know, it gives them an opportunity to to rest up. And you know, he said guys like Jay Higgins, uh, Carson Schur are are uh, you know getting an opportunity to play more and and develop. And you know, frankly, they're going to need those guys. Um, a year from now, you know, Jack Campbell will be in the NFL. Seth Benson might be in the NFL. Um, Jess Jacobs might be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so they may need a whole new wave of guys to take over at linebacker. Tom Kaker, HawkeyeReport.com, joining us here. Tom, over to some basketball. You're going to be in Indianapolis this weekend for a big AAU basketball tournament. We'll get to that in a moment, but the biggest name uh, out there right now in the transfer market for Iowa, Fardaz Amok. What can you tell us the latest? And he had a top five that was out there, what, just a few days back, but now Gonzaga, Arizona, Texas all getting involved. He is a guy that a lot of people are after. What's the latest on Fardaz? Yeah, it's uh, everything that I've uh, talked to um, somebody who's kind of involved with his, um, with his process, and they just they keep telling me it's going to take a while. So don't expect like decision like soon, soon, soon. Um, but they like where Iowa sits, um, you know, definitely in the mix, definitely a possibility for him. Um, he's definitely going to take an official visit to Iowa uh, here pretty soon. Uh, but I think they were going to try and figure that out maybe yesterday, but I haven't heard anything yet uh, about when that would be. But they're, you know, they're definitely – uh, involved with him and, and uh, in a pretty good position. I mean, as good as you could ask for when you've got all those other schools contending. And, you know, the transfer stuff is just, it's wild. I mean, I'm, you know, Arkansas is still recruiting the kid and they've, they're like already, they're one over and they've taken <laughs> three bigs already. I, I just don't know. It's like Muscleman just keeps whatever he can get and then he'll just dump something else to go get something else. And, um, yeah, he's, he's like a, he reminds me of kind of like that that carnival act, that, like a plate spinner, yep, you know, where he's yep. just like kind of just spinning the plates. You know, one's wobbling, so I'll go get that one and make sure I can keep that one going. And just the way he operates. 
Got a hell of a squad coming back, and I've seen some preseason yeah. uh, number one rankings for that team. Uh, so Connor McCaffrey, apparently Fran McCaffrey, talked to, was it Pat Hardy's radio show, and yeah. said, Connor's coming back. And then Connor yep. later on in the day said, mm, not so fast. What's going on with Connor McCaffrey? <laughs> He's coming back. I think they just... Fran's Having a little fun? Kind of, Fran's just kind of spoiled it, I think, <laughs> is what, you know, and, and I... I saw Connor and Patrick are going to have uh, Fran on their podcast. It's going to come out Monday, so oh, I wonder awesome. if maybe there's. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if maybe there's going to be an announcement on Monday's podcast, um, and maybe he doesn't want to spoil it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And his dad just kind of spoils things sometimes. <laughs> so because he's basically said he's coming back, um, Fran did. I mean, right. after the after the after the Richmond game. Mm-hmm. He essentially said it without mm-hmm. saying it. Oh, you know, there's probably a good possibility he's coming back. But if he, he's, it's not just like Fran, the head coach. It's Fran, the father, saying that. Right. You know, it's, it's a little different coming from Fran, the dad. What about Brody Breck's parents? How are the, what is, <laughs> I mean, Tom, you've seen what this kid's doing, right? And yeah. I get the love on one hand, the, the the childhood dream of running out of the tunnel at Kinnick Stadium. Isn't there something to be said for warming up in the bullpen with millions of dollars in the bank and throwing the rubber um, as you begin your make? Because, Tom, you saw, you saw six guys. What did, what did uh, Bowen Camp say through? How many pitches? 24. 24 pitchers, 18 20, of which were strikes. Pitches, That's yeah. wild, yeah, 25. Tom. Yeah, and and struck out six guys in two innings. I mean, he's throwing a hundred. Yeah, right. And there's just there's just not many people who can go on a mound and throw a hundred with control. There's just not. Yeah. Um, and he's he's going to be in high demand. Oh. And I, if I, I heard, I don't know if this is true because he, he'll never say. So somebody told me he turned down like two million. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, that's a yeah, going rate. I, yeah, I would have. Uh, I would have been. Uh, I would have been saying, uh, Kirk, I, I'll be <laughs> pitching for whoever. Right. You know. Yeah. Best of luck. I'll buy season tickets and right. watch that way. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy season tickets. I'll give you a. I'll give you a nice big donation if you let me run out of the tunnel with right. the helmet off. <laughs> yeah. Could have made it happen that way. It makes a lot of sense. Tom mentioned you're going to Indianapolis this weekend. Iowa has a commitment for next year for last few months now. And Owen Freeman, latest on him and a couple other prospects you're going to be keeping your eye on basketball recruiting wise. Yeah, there's like four big events and in. in uh, Indianapolis this weekend, so it's it's and this is the first weekend that the coaches can be out live too. So the, all the coaches will be out there, uh, you know, courtside tonight in Indianapolis for uh, one of these different events. I, I, I'm going to be over watching Owen um, Freeman and um, Brock Harding, who's a point guard that they're kind of looking at, uh, plays for a uh, mid pro team out of Illinois. Uh, Ty Pence is another kid on that team that uh, they're kind of snooping around on. And they're going to be playing a, a kid that Iowa is offered to in the 2023 class, uh, Xavier Booker, who's a 6'10 kid. Probably not going to Iowa, but he visited. So, you know, there's at least some, some mutual interest there. Um, yeah, I get to see him. Jack McCaffrey, uh, Cooper Koch, who's top 50 player. That's Jared Koch's son. Um, Price Stanford uh, is playing with the Minnesota D1 team. So, Get to see him, Jack McCaffrey, uh, who's also playing for a Minnesota team. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, good to be back in the 
be good to be back in the AAU gym. I haven't, you know, mm. um, obviously in 2000, we didn't get out because of COVID. And last year, it was just kind of a mess and did not get out. Uh, so it's the first time in three years I'm going to be at one of these events. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the event I'm looking forward to seeing you at, Tom, is Big Ten Football Media Days. Any intel on – it's going to be back in Chicago, I'm assuming, correct? And if so, do you know when? So. Yeah, I mean, we all hope so, I think. I, I think – although I did enjoy, enjoy that Indy. Did you? I thought that was kind of yeah. – yeah, I did. I like I like going to Indianapolis, but, um, you know, Chicago is Chicago, too. Right. I just love being there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. Uh, on uh, on a date, but I would guess sometime in twenty uh, fifth you know, or twenty sixth. Yeah, yeah, July twentieth on. There's you know some. It depends what day of the week. Well, um, if you happen and, to hear anything about that, shoot me a text, would you? Because I'm going to jump on that plane, uh, buy my plane ticket ASAP. Uh, can't wait to get there, Tom. Thanks for doing this. Enjoy Indianapolis. Super. We'll talk with you next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Tom Keckard. HawkeyeReport.com as we catch up on I. We'll do similar with Iowa State in about, oh, half an hour or thereabouts. Mike Palm is coming up from Circa Sports. We'll head to Vegas, catch up with our buddy Mike Palm. Uh, you can download the Circa app, Circa in the state of Iowa. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNL and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. Our final couple of minutes, hour number one. Busy second hour coming up. Mike Palm from Circus Sports. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Claxon's Barbecue giveaway before we get out of here at noon. Watching a little golf here, having fun, and it is windy already. Already, Oh, it is blowing out there. DJ, into the sticks. Rory. Into the sticks. Billy Horschel actually hit the fairway. And then uh, they just showed, who was that? That was Kepka. He pulled one into the trees, too. It is windy. Really? And they are struggling out there. M still in first place at 500, but he's playing par golf right now. And maybe if that wind continues to pick up, that might be good enough to give him the lead going mm-hmm. into the weekend. It doesn't feel like anybody's. Certainly lace right now, what we've watched, Ken. Mm-hmm. Nobody's playing real well at this point. No, I'm looking at the scores today, Trent. Uh, Bubba Watson's two under. He's got the he's got the best round of the wow. day going. JJ Spawn likewise, but there's a lot of overs, a lot of evens. Mm-hmm. So grind it out kind of day it feels like out at Augusta. So uh, we didn't mention it. Aiden Bowman, the Iowa State quarterback, mm-hmm. no longer as he'll be transferring. Out of the program makes sense. I yeah, think well, when we talked wall. to Nick Olson, he thought that he was probably going to end up like fourth on the depth chart. Yeah. You got the, the Juco kid first, that came first, in whatever, that's, yeah. that's a walk-on. Deckers is mm-hmm. the heir apparent, right? And the Brody, uh, what's it, Rocco Becht. Yes. His father, an NFL tight uh-huh. end. You hear him on ESPN broadcasts. Yep. And he'll be in the mix, but this is going to be Hunter Decker's job. Sure. There's one guy that believes it'll be his job for one year only, though. Really? This comes from former Cyclone Ashim Young, now at Ole Miss. Yeah. Y'all about to witness the first one and done at Iowa, ISU. Remember, I said it. He thinks he's off to the NFL draft. Who? Ashim Young. Thinks he's off to the NFL draft. Hunter Deckers oh, is on. one and done. That's what he said. That's what he said on Twitter. Well, look, he watches him practice every day, so I'll give him that. We've seen glimpses. Ashim Young in practice, who did he go up against every time, I'm sure? Hunter Deckers. Expectations well, rising. That's all they need. 
like they could be any higher during the offseason. As long as they're together. Uh, hour two coming up next. Mike Palm, Circuit, well done. Circus Sports. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.